0: Talk back Matters, from the Salvos.
1: In recent years, an American newspaper released a story about how religiosity is on the decline and atheism is on the rise, according to a worldwide poll. Well, in his teens, right through his 20s, our guest Thurston was an atheist, and he shares his story, including how he gave the school chaplain a hard time.
0: We were very challenging. We were very cynical. He, he was a very tolerant man, very nice man. I still see him, actually, and... Um, he uh, used to come round the boarding houses. This was a boarding school, strictly Christian-based boarding school. And
1: you didn't believe in any of it. You just no,
0: I, no, I didn't. I was a, I was a card-carrying atheist. One of the few boys, he used to insist on sitting up in chapel when everyone else bowed, because I thought it was them um, being uh, idiots to um, believe in it. I thought it was for gullible people believing in this Christianity thing. Yeah, yeah. So I refused, to bow my head. Wouldn't you know? I sat there with my eyes open, my head up yeah and um anyway when the chaplain used to come round the boarding houses in the evening he'd come to our boarding house which was like senior boys and um it was a bit of a laugh to pile in there and um ask him as many difficult questions as we could think of anything can we could, think of one of them that you used to if you say god's a loving father why does he allow these things to happen and yeah. um how how good a person do you have to be are you are you this good a person could you do it sir um, all, all this sort of, just anything cynical we could think of that would expose Christianity as, as, as a, as a fake sort of religion. That's how we looked at it, really.
1: As a fake religion?
0: Yeah, that's the way we thought of it. Yeah. It, was, it was rubbish. We thought it was deceitful sort of um, nonsense, really. And so in your 20s, did
1: you start <coughs> thinking a little bit differently? Or? No, I
0: was, um, I'd say I was a confirmed um, atheist right through my 20s. And then I suppose somewhere in my 30s, I started thinking more carefully about it. And, what made um,
1: you start thinking
0: I uh, started reading about the afterlife and stuff like that and I thought, oh, could be more to it than I realised. It's just you mature, you know, and you start thinking more seriously. I remember reading about the um, people's authentic accounts. It was serialised in, in the Daily Mail. This man or something has, had written this book collecting people's experiences of the afterlife and he interviewed one case that I thought was particularly convincing. Um, there was this, I think she was a sister, nursing sister, and she was in a hospital, big hospital probably in London or somewhere this elderly patient she was looking after um, he was in a room on his own his condition deteriorated very badly and he was expected to pass away so they called his wife in and she was waiting outside his room and he actually died while she was waiting to see him when she went in to see that he actually um, came back to life they brought him saved his life this nurse or well, the sister went in to see him and said oh your wife's waiting outside and the man this old man said I oh, know and he could actually describe exactly what his wife was wearing and she said how on earth did you know that and he said because i actually floated out of my body and i and i i felt like i was um leaving my body and i floated out of the room and i could see my wife um is sitting in the next room and then he said i went up higher i said i started floating upwards i got a sensation like i was floating upwards and um i went right up to the top of the building and he said there's uh, somebody's gym shoe or something has been must have been thrown onto this roof and it's uh it's actually up there and he said i'm I'm positive you'll find it up there if you look hard enough and this nursing sister she was really intrigued because of what he'd said that you know what his wife was wearing how on earth had he known that so she went and um, investigated in in the hospital the top floor was locked but she managed to get access to this to the rooms up there and um Eventually she found this room, which was equated roughly to above where his room was. And when she looked out the window, she was absolutely amazed to see, just as he had described, there was this gym shoe or um, someone's shoe anyway, probably a nurse's party or something. that Someone had thrown somebody's shoe or thrown their shoe up on the roof. And it had been there ever since. And it was indeed up there. And uh, she said that for her was proof that there's an afterlife. Because, I mean, you know, this man in bed, critically ill, had actually died. And um, how'd he known all this stuff? So, wow. and he had described leaving his body, you know, and, and everything that he had seen. And it was just, she said it was so unbelievable. Wow. So so things like that, reading incidents like that started to convince me that there
1: must be something more to it. So did you just sort of drift through the 30s thinking maybe there might be something Yes, more? basically, yeah. And
0: then... Um, Definitely, what um, started making me think more seriously about Christianity was um, the appearance of extremist religions over here, which came as a quite a shock. What specifically about the extremists made you start thinking? Um, just we were losing our culture to um, these more extreme religions, and um, it's supposed to be a Christian. Supposedly, this was a Christian country, but I mean, of course, that's gone by the by a lot of the time. But I've, I've always said I'm not a Christian, I'm a supporter of Christianity. As I've got closer to it, I sort of thought, um, uh, yeah, there is a, there's definitely something there, it's, it's very important to this country. It was really the importance of Christianity that got me thinking about it and taking it more seriously. I suppose I got a feeling that there was something there. Yeah. Just That's all I can say, really, just got sort of conviction that there was something there.
1: And so you do believe in God? Oh, yes, definitely, yes, yeah. So from your school years, you've done a complete 180?
0: Yes, that's correct. Yeah.
1: So, who would you say that Jesus is?
0: Oh, the Son of God. Son of God. Mm.
1: Do you believe the the historical accounts of him rising again?
0: Yes, I do. Yes. Yeah, but mm.
1: you're not a Christian.
0: No, um, <laughs> be a hypocrite if I said I was. Um, got a long way to go. Yeah, I mean, no, it's been told. My good friend Tim has said, you know, you just got to ask God if you really want it in your heart. You have to really want it and then you ask God to change you and ah. he will and he, God can change anything and um, I don't doubt it I don't disbelieve it it's just that um, you said to me you prayed once and you got peace um, yeah I have I've have prayed a lot actually yeah yeah Are you able to say what you prayed about um, I had bad thoughts evil thoughts yes and um, God took them away God made them dissipate really yes definitely yeah and you mm. felt at peace uh, yes absolutely mm tim said you you have to believe with all your heart before changes will happen yeah and uh, the thing is i don't i'm happy with, with a lot of the way i am so i don't really want to change anymore but i'm right. sure god could i'm sure god i don't doubt that god so powerfully could do it but yeah i just don't really want to change it why what is what do you mean the way you are what sort of um there's a lot of things I'd, I, a lot of things i do and think are unchristian yeah like wouldn't, what? wouldn't be acceptable well coveting stuff yeah. You know, uh, I couldn't live like a Christian. Yeah, I, I, I'm a hedonist. I enjoy pleasure. You know, enjoy pleasure. Yeah, I think about you know women, stuff like that. and yeah. I'm Christian thoughts about women. You're supposed to deny thoughts like that, and I'm just not ready to do that, really. Yeah. But I mean, I've come a long way. I, I never would have thought one time that I'll be doing studying the Bible. You know, so whilst I study it, I, I read passages of it, which I, ne- I never thought I would have done, and actually take them seriously and understand it. All those years of being taught christianity in school and it just sort of bounced off me yeah, that's right. the only way i can describe it never yeah. absorbed it and it, you just i just you have to this is why i understand about how other people feel that what? when they say don't oh no it's god rubbish i don't believe in it bible's all rubbish i, I know where they're coming from because i was i was exactly the same and now it's not rubbish no definitely not no you have to absorb it you just have to give it i mean i think most people probably unfortunately never reach that point hopefully I, i'd like to think some people will at some point in their lives reconsider it yeah. and take a complete re-evaluation of it yeah And it is extraordinary.
1: That's our guest Thurston, once a card-carrying atheist, now a supporter of Christianity, who doesn't want to give up the things he knows he should give up. He doesn't want to yet, anyway. After listening to Thurston's story again, I read something wonderful in the book of Jonah, chapter 4, in the Bible, where Jonah says to God, I know that you are a loving and merciful God, always patient and always kind. This is Light and Life. To contact us, go to
0: salvos.org.au slash radio.